0: Welcome to episode 116 of P's and Q's Podcast. I'm Clay, rolling solo again. Me and Joe's schedules are just absolutely fucked. So, it's all good. Uh, I got another good episode for you here today. Uh, We talk about how fucked up the Home Alone family is. Zoo lights, soaking shoes, merry-go-round, a bag of candy guy, liver king, my mom's new car, uh, some hockey stuffs, and the AARP murderer. Other than that... We appreciate your support, telling everybody about this, and uh, we're going to keep on lugging along here, so bear with us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! fucking thing sucks! (laughs) <laughs> hey here we go do another solo episode by myself it's all good me and joe's schedules are just absolutely dog our schedules right now are are uh oil and vinegar or oil and water it's oil and water because jesus we just can't uh we can't get on to it me and my brother today the mcallister family mcallister mcallister family the mcallisters we were talking about they're just the dumbest fucking um family on the planet though you know like, they're, they're just so fucking stupid. If you... I'm pulling up a family tree of them right now. Because I just... There's so many goddamn people in the house in the first movie. And I know I talk about Home Alone a lot. But the the real thing about it is that... Um, I watched this movie... At least 20, I would say for real 20 times, 20 times between November 5th and January 1st, 20 times guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. I would put my life on that. I would put on, I would put a guaranteed heart attack less than 20 times, less than 20 times. I have a heart attack. Promise you every single year. I watch it at least 20 times. Um, it's like a comfort thing, and so it's, you know, whatever. It's one of the best fucking holiday movies of all time. Like, I understand, like, there's the diehards and shit like that, but, um, yeah, I'm looking at the family tree here. There's Peter and Kate. They got five kids, right? They got Buzz, biggest dipshit on the planet, Megan, who, she's a little bit like remorseful later in the movie, but she's realistically a fucking bitch. L- Lienny, they they say her name like once she's laissez-compedant, you know. You know what the French call laissez competent. which I always thought meant lazy, until I have because once you turn thirty or you have kids, subtitles are just on. That's just the way it goes. Uh. I thought she was, like, saying he's, like, lazy and incompetent. And I was like, that's a fucking really, really, <laughs> that's a that's a 90s jab. You're lazy and incompetent. You say that to your 8-year-old brother. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But it's actually uh, less incompetent, which is incompetent, not lazy and incompetent, which doesn't make it much better. It's still a fucked-up thing to say to an 8-year-old. Then there's Jeff. He's Pete and Pete. You know what I'm talking about. Um... He's just kind of, you know, a cunty, like, ginger older brother, right? Um, And then there's poor old Kevin, who's clearly the smartest one in the whole family. I would love to see him booby-trap a a house and have Buzz come. Like, if Buzz gets to the third floor of the house, he gets $1,000. But that house is booby-trapped by his brother Kevin. And Kevin would be going for blood. He'd be going for he'd be going for the meat, you know. He'd be doing some like you think what he does to to Harry and Marv, is like bad. Think of what he does to Buzz, who's the biggest dickhead in his whole world for sure. Like in the first movie, and then there's Robin Georgette. They're the ones who live in France, right? And then there's Heather, who. She's just a fucking know-it-all, right? She's in college, so she thinks she's a know-it-all. Kate McAllister goes, Heather, did you count heads? And she goes, 11, five boys, three girls, blah, 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 two drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. Dude, that's a lot of confidence for someone who's wrong, too, by the way. Like, you're in college... You clearly didn't count Kevin. You counted the neighbor kid, fucking Murphy, the kid who has a loud mouth, who he's incessantly. And he's a he's a crazy little kid just talking to strangers all the time. I'm sure I'm sure that's going to get him in trouble later in life. But uh, he's no Kevin McAllister. He's no Kevin McAllister. He's bigger. He's beefier than Kevin McAllister. And you saw the back of his head, too. Like, if this is a, a rush for going to a different country, you'd probably just, like, turn around and be like, Kevin, perfect. I don't know. So, Heather, she's... I would say 50% responsible for Kevin being left. Then there's Frank and Leslie. They're from Ohio. Frank, piece of shit. Leslie actually seems like she's a super nice gal. You know, she's never, like... She's never, she's never fucking like mean about anything. She's just like a sweet aunt, right? Your your aunt Leslie fell on those micro machines in the hallway, almost slipped and broke her neck. Remember that part? And then there's Tracy, who uh, at the beginning of the movie she's like, "I can't believe this! All these people in this house. No one knows where shampoo is." And then there's Rod, and this is Frank's kid, right? He's the one with the glasses, tapping the tarantula skin. When they're looking at old man Murphy in the in the corner, whatever his name is, uh, Marley. Old man Marley. They're looking at him in the corner, and uh, he goes, maybe he's just trying to be nice. You know, that's Rod. And then there's Sandra and Brooke and Fuller. Brooks. Basically the stupid one with the glasses. Young girl who just stares up. Her and Fuller are just staring. Fuller is the the bed pisser. And then Brooke is the one who's just staring at Joe Pesci at the beginning of the movie. Looking like an idiot. But the whole family, for some reason, is zeroed in on how much they hate Kevin. In the second movie, Buzz McAllister, who is... 1,000% One thousand percent of age and old enough to know that what he does to Kevin at their recital is completely inappropriate. And if I was Peter McAllister on the way home from that recital, even after Kevin just dumps Buzz and fucking the lady on the piano just gets smoked, I would I would be I would be skinning Buzz. Like, of course, A, you know Kevin has a temper problem. You know that he has a problem with his temper. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? You're smarter than that. All Kevin was doing was his fucking solo, voice of an angel, and then you have to be, like, the comic guy because you're a fat, ugly dickhead. And people, yeah, you got to laugh. It's 93. Of course you got to fucking laugh out of it. But... Am I holding anything over Kevin for fucking whooping up on Buzz like that? And then Buzz does his bullshit apology. He holds court in that family way too well. At the very end of the movie, fucking uh, the toy shop owner leaves all those presents, right, for the whole family. And he goes, and everyone's looking at him like, where'd this all come from? And everyone's like talking. And Buzz like, hey, 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 listen up. And even the adults are like... Oh, okay, Buzz is talking. Buzz isn't fucking attractive enough to hold a voice like that in my family. Are you kidding me? If Buzz was in my family, he'd definitely be like a second cousin guy. And he would Jesus if he started to like pop like that in front of like trying like like hold roost over everybody. Somebody be like, "Oh my God, Buzz, you're a fucking idiot. Sit down." Don't you want to knock Flemwad What a fucking dickhead Just the worst Just the fucking absolute worst And it's the whole family It's the whole family Right Poor Kevin No wonder he's a psychopath Rod doesn't seem too bad To Kevin You know But oh During the pizza battle in the first movie, I swear to you, if any of my in-laws, like my brother or sister-in-laws, like my kids, aunts, or uncles, ever looked at one of my kids and said, look what you did, you little jerk, I'd be like, alright, take it easy, Frank. Okay? He got fired up. Buzz was fucking picking on him. Again, Buzz. What's going on here? Psychopath. Like, and just because he daps him up at the end of the movie doesn't make anything that Buzz does appropriate. It's crazy. Just Fucking Buzz McAllister. What an ugly little fuck. Buzz McAllister. And then he goes off and he's in the newest, like, he did not age well, for one. But look at this fucking face. Look at this kid's fucking face. Jesus. Were they like... Okay, so we got... We got uh, Macaulay Culkin, right? Macaulay Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. I feel like I'm not saying that right. We got him at eight years old. He's like the cutest kid on the fucking planet. And they're like, alright. Casting's going well so far, right? You got Joe Pesci. I mean... Even Fuller McAllister, right? He's a cute little kid with four eyes. It's actually fucking Macaulay Culkin's brother in real life, IRL. And then the casting agents will, don't we need like a super fucked up looking older brother? And they're like, yeah, let's get fucking Buzz McAllister. No eyelids, <laughs> no eyelids, shark face kid. Jesus Christ, (laughs) he's got the kind of face that'll make you laugh, and then yeah, look, in the second one, he thinks he's all Mr. Handsome Guy, right, still looks like a dickhead, still looks like a dickhead, and maybe this, they're not doing him any justice in the first movie, are they, look at that, God, I'm just looking at pictures of him. They couldn't, they couldn't have picked a more uh, unattractive person to play Kevin McAllister's brother. Unbelievable. What, did he lose a bunch of weight? Oh, look, he's trying to suck in and act like he lost a bunch of weight. He, whatever. Who am I talking I had a fucking quarter pounder of cheese for dinner tonight. I'm feeling like a dickhead. Ugh. Me and... Um, the family and Joe and the Westlings, So, Allie, Joe, KJ, and I, and our kids went to Zoo Lights at the uh, Woodland Park Zoo. And we've actually made it, like we were talking about it, we've actually made it a tradition, which is pretty wild. Um, but we go like every year. And now they have a kid. Uh, Now, granted, their kids slept the entire time. <laughs> Slept the whole time Didn't see a single light Woke up at the end of, Woke up Woke up pretty sure Lila LBJ Woke up Right when we got back to the spot Which is just like It was like she, she like Traveled in time Right Cause she had a look on her face Like we were getting ready And then we They got her in the stroller and we walked over to the Woodland Park Zoo, and then she was asleep. And then we got home, and the look on her face was as if she was like, "Wait, I thought we were getting ready for a thing, but we're just back here now. This is this is wild." But it was pissing rain the whole goddamn time that we were there. It was just absolutely dumping fucking rain, which was, you know, everyone was talking shit because everybody there, including my kids were wearing extra tufts, except for me. So my feet got soaked. I mean, I don't think the only way that my feet could have gotten more wet is if I was taking a bath with shoes off. They were soaked. It was dumping rain. And so we get there, right? And um, the zoo lights are fucking incredible. They have, like, these giant animatronic fucking lights. Like a 15-foot gorilla that's head moves. And it's made out of, like, stage lights and shit. It's cooler than hell. Now, as we've discussed, generally when we go out in public, the way that I do things, I take Bo... I got Bo. Because if we want to try and like make him go as a group to a place, that's that can be super frustrating, right? It can be just the worst. Because he he gets distracted, right? And perfect point. We got there, got inside. There's a fucking thirty foot long, eighteen foot high ant. That's also a tunnel, so you can walk through it. He walks through that, makes the noise. Wow. And then he gets out of it and looks over to his left. And there's, all in front of him, there's just trails of these, like, huge, really cool lights. Looks to his left, there's a fucking Coke machine. You guys already know where I'm going with this. I don't even have to finish off. You know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. Bo ran over to that Coke machine and I was like, "You guys take off. This is going to be a while." And I was right. Bo sat there at that Coke machine for 10 15 minutes. Just looking at him. Just hitting the buttons. They were light they were lit up, you know. But he finally turns around, after like 15 minutes of fucking with this Coke machine, turns around, starts we start walking down one of the paths. There's lights everywhere. Cool as shit everywhere. He stops in his tracks, turns around, and sprints back to the Coke machine. And at this point, my feet are fully all the way wet. I'm damper than hell. And I'm freezing. And I'm like, right on. Tip of the iceberg. That's just, this is a starting point for us right now. Golly. What a frustrating thing. But it was fun because when I did finally get him on the trail, we ended up running back into uh, the, the squad. And, um, they had like these little lightsabers all over the trails and Bo got to a bucket of them and yeah, I don't know, in four or five seconds, he just started throwing them out of this bucket all over the place. And that was when I had to like do the dad, like pick them up, like, God damn it. And walk away. Didn't pick any of the lightsabers up, just broke off into the darkness, like a bandit. Um, and so we we meet back up with the posse. Everything's going good. Lucia's tired as hell. And we're pretty much finished up. And we get to the fucking indoor merry-go-round at the Woodland Park Zoo. If you've ever been there, it's like a big, big old magnificent merry-go-round. It's really nice looking, but I can't do merry-go-rounds. I just can't. I can barely look at them, right? So, you know, long story short, end up doing the merry-go-round, <laughs> Allie buys two tickets or Joe buys two tickets. Allie did gives the uh, gives a tenor to Joe. Uh, and so there's two tickets, one for her, one for Lucia. Bo is kinda just running around going crazy, so I'm like, maybe he'll skip the merry go round if we're lucky. Oh, he blasted right past that security and the lady was like, Well, he needs a chaperone and I was like, Great. That's great. That's me, Joe volunteered, I will give him that Joe volunteered to watch him It just all happened so fast I had to Put my head down and close my eyes While we spun And then I just felt sick And then we walked back home And I started to feel better, soaking wet Joe made up some Tortellini with some pesto And some marinara, so I did a little half and half On that Fantastic dinner Absolutely lights out this was Michelin stuff. He put some turkey sausage on there. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. I believe it was spicy variety as well. It was fantastic. And then, uh... Yeah, that was Zoo Lights, and that was last night, and now it's tonight. And... Just fucking, uh... Watched a little hockey today. The hockey world's been going kind of crazy. Um... We'll get into that later. Actually, one thing that happened yesterday that was funny was while I was at work, um, we have vendors come through all the time trying to sell us their stuff. It's just like, I don't know, once, twice, maybe three times a week. There's always at least one vendor that will swing by and be like, "Hi, hey, my name's so-and-so with this thing, and I got this stuff. You can have it if you want. But uh I was out and I was working on some some stuff in this big, big truck, big old fucking rust bucket with like a winding wheel on the back of it. Like imagine a four foot tall, three foot wide fishing reel and it's mounted to the back of a flatbed truck. And he shows up and he goes, Hey, is Miguel still there? And I'm like, I don't think anyone named Miguel has ever worked here at this place and he goes, Oh yeah, I always see him working out here and I'm like Are You talk about Harry? He goes, No, his name's Miguel, so it's not the right guy. And he goes, Well anyways, I'm so and so and I pick up scrap metal from you guys and wind it up and uh, you know I I've been doing this for a long time now and I, I like to swing by and drop off candy these time this time of year. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Nice to meet you He goes, Let me give you a card So he puts his his truck in park. Psh Opens his door, and it's not like one of those doors that opens and doesn't make noise. It opens, it's like, oh, 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 And then he steps out of the fucking, and he's a big dog. Steps out of the truck, pulls out a card to hand to me. He goes, if you guys ever have any, like, uh, loose cable or anything you want me to come wind up, I'll come grab it. And Here's my number, here's my information. And I was like, all right, hands me his card. It's just his first and last name with his phone number written in pen on a card-sized piece of paper. Nothing special to it. Just a, just an old, old recycled dog who just runs his own company. But this fucking guy, he's like, uh, he's like, Oh, and also, I got some candy. You guys want some candy? And I was like, oh, uh, we, we got a if If you got an extra one, sure. And what I thought he was going to do, because these vendors, especially this time of year, they come by and they drop off, like, boxes of candy. Or, like, like the fucking butter, the fucking, uh, the, the danishes, you know? Those, are like, butter danish tins. They'll drop those off, right? Right? And I'm like, Like, so, like, when I say, well, if you have an extra one, sure, we'll take it. I think he's going to, like, pull out, like, a box of candies or something, like, a box of chocolates or a tin of danishes or something. This dude pulls out a Ziploc bag of miscellaneous chocolates and holds it out. Like, that's appropriate at all. It's got, like, peppermint chocolate kisses and then, like, that tree bark shit and then, like, one or two Reese's and I looked down at the bag and I was like, oh, well, and so quick thinking comes in because I'm not just going to tell him straight up, you realize that you just offered me a, a fucking, like, a candy out of your pocket your competition swinging by with fucking frangos and you think it's appropriate to just try and put a, a handful of Hershey's peppermint kisses in my hand. It's not even in a fucking bag. It's in a Ziploc. It's in a community Ziploc bag. What are you thinking? So quick thinking. I don't say that. I go, ah, it's all peppermint. I'm not a big peppermint chocolate guy. And he goes, immediately he hits me with the, oh, there's a Reese's in there. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't really like Reese's either. Okay, well, now or never, I'll well, never. And guess what? This piece of paper with your information on it, I'm going to hawk that into the fucking trash can once i walk back into my office. I appreciate you, but I don't. <laughs> Fucking bananas, dude. I couldn't believe that shit. <sighs> the older you get, the it's nine forty-five right now. I feel like it's midnight. Here's the thing: is nine forty-five is closing in on midnight at an alarming rate. Once you get older, like that's ten. You might as well be ten, and before you notice, eleven. And eleven to twelve takes five minutes. We all know that. Before you know it, it's 12.15, you need to be awake in five hours, what a nightmare. Which is so funny to think about, because back in my drinking days, I would be like, okay, 2 a.m. is the cutoff, because the kids will be, like at the latest, they'll be awake by 6, so I'll get four hours of sleep, and I'll drink a ton of water, and then I'll be fine, and then they'll take another nap, so everything should be good. Like, what a psychopath I was. What a crazy, crazy move to be like, oh yeah, I can keep up with a two-year-old and a one-year-old with four hours of sleep and a hangover. Thanks a lot, I drank 40 beers last night. Can't Can't wait to fuck around with you kids. Man, what a piece of shit. I think about that stuff a lot. I sometimes just find myself... Going back into time and thinking about like the fun times that I had, and then like the times where it was like, oof, this is just kind of sad. <laughs> you need to get your life in order. <laughs> um, speaking of getting your life in order, uh, the old Liver King, what's his real name? We might as well get into that. We might as well get into that. Uh, What is the Liver King's real name? Well, Liver King. All right. So, for those who don't know, the Liver King is a jet... Brian Johnson... Damn, his name is Brian Johnson You couldn't You couldn't have a more Liver King name than Brian Johnson You know And so like his whole thing He was an Influencer, right And uh, He was the, the CEO of the Ancestral Lifestyle Nine Tenants Right Um. And his big deal was he he eats, like, a ton of raw meat and goat dick and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, and uh, he's just, like, this crazy jacked dude, right? But his big thing was that he... Oh, great, I'm out of internet. Oh, uh, can't wait. Internet's dead. How awesome. How awesome is my life. My internet doesn't work out here. Cool. Um He did it naturally. He was like, I'm I'm Natty Ice, but if you've seen this fucking dude, like his For one, he's got this big massive beard and he's never wearing a shirt. And he's got like He's got like the abs on the sides right so like his delts is that what those are called your delts are big old he's got fat angel wings and he's just got this crazy body and he was always just like his big thing was like this is what he but he also kind of talked like he's kind of a dweeb when you talk about stuff right um but he would eat, like, raw fucking liver and shit, a.k.a. the Liver King. And he called his wife the Liver Queen. And in any of his videos with him and his wife and his kids, his family never looked stoked about fucking being, uh, like, eating the... Kids, do you want the big leg house or not? You're going to eat these fucking bull testicles, right? Like, look how un, unho- like you look up pictures of his kids. Oh, yeah. That's that's the face of a kid who's happy. He's eating raw meat off of, a, like, a fucking goat skull. And he, he just looks like... <laughs> he looks like the kid who's, like, picking bullshit off of, like, the plate where he's like... No, I don't want a fucking... I don't want carrots, you know? He... But the liver king is, like, the biggest fucking dweeb on the planet, right? But a lot of people believed in him. He had, like, 3 million fucking followers on TikTok, which is crazy. Um, But he got caught, like, last week on being a fucking, uh, being a liar. He was on some big dog steroids, right? and someone like leaked some of his fucking his emails and touted Rami, Oregon me that he also took steroids um but like there's a few things that I wanted to touch on with the Liver King and like how people perceived this and him right cuz there was a good there was at least 3 million people Let's say half of them didn't just watch him for, like, the entertainment value of being like, this guy's a psychopath, right? Let's say half of them are like, Liver King is the fucking celestial diet god. I watch him because I learned from him. Uh, they believed that this guy was fucking all natural. And if you look up a fucking picture of the Liver King and be like, yep, yep, that's just, uh, that's just square meals. And a lot of good workouts. Like his his abs protrude out of his stomach. Right? And he did all this. He does all this shit. And don't get me wrong. I mean, he did eat raw meat. And he did like these ice bath shits and all this. The guy's a big fucking dickhead. I I mean, I can't really get too deep into it because I don't know enough about him. But what I can tell you that bothers me the absolute most about this whole thing is that I remember seeing multiple interviews with this guy where inevitably the interviewer will ask him, like, what made you start this lifestyle? And his answer, to my knowledge, was, my kids were getting really, really sick, and they were constantly having to go to the hospital. And so, I found out about this diet, and this is what's like changed our lives together. And now my kids don't have this sickness or these problems that they were having. And uh, that was that's kind of where like for me, right, you're exploiting your kids as the reason why you do this, like, crazy thing. Like, do you know how much more down with this guy I would be if they were like, "Well, what made you start this? And someone was like, someone threw a fucking bag of money at me. Are you kidding me? Somebody said, hey, you're gonna be the spokesman for our thing. And, uh, yeah, his net worth is $12 million. That's why you start eating. For $12 million, I'll go scoop up my dog shit in the backyard and eat it. Eat it all day long. What companies does Liver King own? How many companies? Uh, Those aren't companies. Those are just things. <laughs> it says what companies does Liver King own? Sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, bond. You own the sun, sir? You say you own the sun, huh? And the cold. Everyone knows that. And uh, what do you do for a living now? Oh, I'm the CEO. Really? Uh, what's your company? Eat. I'm sorry, what's that? Oh, no. Well, it's uh, actually sleep and eat. There are my companies. Okay. And move. What? Move Shield Sleep Eat Move Shield Connect. Those are those are the companies that I'm CEO of. Are these like? Wait, is it like a moving company or? I don't. I'm so confused. Sleep Eat Move Shield Connect Cold Sun Bond. I'm sure you get it now. Liverking.com. Who knew that this dickwad had his own website? And, oh, that's cool. When you realize people are suffering a simple ingredient. That's not how he talks. Talk. Sign up here for more badass things forthcoming. Every man, woman, and child has the right to be strong, healthy, and happy. Autoimmune free, eczema free, algae free, fatigue free, and so on. To live life with robust energy and biblical or biological resilience. Biblical. Good eye, Clay. Good eye. Biological resilience. To go from mere existence in life to discovering that which makes life worth living. I am the Liver King Daniel Johnson, and I don't take steroids. He's got workouts, resources, recipes, ebook about obviously that's where we're going to go. Meet the Liver King. Liver King has dedicated the past 20 years to reviving the primal patterns to progress the sole surviving species of genus Homo. Liver King is an evolutionary hunter, a serial entrepreneur by nature with a singular focus to honor our ancestors, to teach, preach, and model the ancestral message so that it becomes mainstream, so that primals don't have to suffer and struggle unnecessarily. He's also on steroids. He also is on steroids, which our ancestors didn't do. Ancestors don't do steroids. Ancestral living is was discovered out, not out of choice, but necessity. At the roots of today's suffering, therein lies tremendous fiction between modern environments and our bi- biology. Our ancestors had it right. Many years before us, they identified a simple, elegant way of living that... <laughs> excuse me, that enabled us to genetically express the highest version of ourselves on a special notes. Jesus. This is like, so I wonder if, uh, I wonder if there's reviews on liver King, like on his liver King, uh, reviews. I wonder if there's reviews, reviews, You know I love fucking really good reviews. Oh, supplements. Liver King supplements. So, the ancestral... I mean, this guy's getting crazy money. $12 million. He's worth... Suck a row of dicks for $12 million. you kidding me? Let's see here... There's got to be a couple one-stars. Okay, there they are. Let's see these one-star reviews. <laughs> Maybe I already eat too nutritious? This product didn't really seem to do anything I noticed. No changes at all. I'm intuitive about any changes in my body when I introduce something new, food or some in- Or in some instances, a food-like product. This product didn't do anything except mess with my sleep and give me weird-smelling bowels that both weren't there before taking them. Both issues went away after stopping the product, money down the drain. Good luck if you try, hope it works for you. Found no benefit with this. Thought maybe it just needed more time, but it doesn't didn't happen, waste of time. Uh, they're so good I have to sneak away for my dog to take them as he wants them. Notice no difference. So, I don't I don't know. I don't even know what this fucking guy like Oh, I guess I could go back to his website and see what his products are. Go back to liverking.com. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? What a fucking wait. Updated five million dollars. Well, so whatever. Liver King turned raw liver and testicles into a millionaire overnight. Yeah, I mean raw liver and testicles. If you if I ate that shit and it guaranteed to make me a fucking millionaire, I would do it. I would do it in a second. I wouldn't even wouldn't even need to discuss it with anybody. Liver King Young. He's always been kind of jacked up. But he's like the fuck, like, that's what I, like, he walks around with like fucking big old chains around his neck like that's some, uh, god damn this guy. Him and Dan Blitzerian should go fucking lick each other's buttholes. I wonder what Dan Blitzerian, I wonder if Dan Blitzerian's killed himself yet. Dan Blitzerian. I'm pretty sure he had like a he had official PSA blowing up a Ford Explorer with a fifty caliber machine gun, Dan Blizzarian. Uh, yeah, he owned a weed operation. But uh whatever. Fuck him. Um they're on the same wavelength, though. The Liver King and Dan Blitz are on the same. Like, they would dap each other up. They would fuck with each other heavy. Um, God, a couple. Of, like, that's the weirdest thing to me is that I guess whatever. I mean, I just said I'd suck a row of dicks to have a net worth of $12 million. So I guess I should just start lying about stuff. Hmm, what could I lie about that would be so, like... Because if I could get, like... If I could do two years of hard, like, being famous uh, Instagram or, like, influencer, like, two years and then come out with 12 million on the other side, but have it crumble to the ground, mm, it depends. I'd have to... It would have to be, like, a a guarantee that I keep my 12 million or like my net worth needs to stay where it's at. I don't I'm not I've never had that much money, so I'm not quite sure how that works. But like if it was like if I had to do something for 2 years that I was it was just a lie and then f- everyone found out at the end of that 2 years they're like you're a liar and I'd be like I mean cut your losses at that point. Who cares? Right? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I did. It's all good. I don't have to work anymore. I can do anything that I want. Like, he just hangs out with dickheads, too. These big old dildos. Like, I understand wanting to be healthy. I really, really, truly get it. But, like, there's certain body types where you're like, you just look uncomfortable as all hell. Like, look at these guys. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of just, <laughs> if Allie ever looks at my history, she's going like <laughs> to be like, why are you looking at all these jack dudes? <laughs> Whatever. Um, so anyways, congratulations, Liver King. You're getting, uh, You're getting your 15 minutes of shame. I'm sure everything will be all good for you because that's just the way the world works now, you know. Like, unless he murdered someone or raped somebody, he's going to be fine. It's not like, like, there's probably people out there who are, like, even after he came out on YouTube and put out, like, a PSA and was like, I fucking did steroids, um, there's still going to be people who are rooting for him and are his fans. That's just the way that goes. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's the liver king for you. Good job. Uh, You know what? On a a much sweeter note, my mom bought a car. She's been talking about buying a car for fucking, I don't know, at least two years now. She's been talking about like buying a a car because she's got this old, Oldsmobile. It's a total piece of shit. Um, but it ran, I mean, she, it still runs. I don't think she even ran it into the ground. I think she just, it's still a running car, but she wanted to get something that was a little higher off the ground. I think she got a Honda pilot, 2008 Honda pilot. And, uh, it's really exciting and everyone's like super hyped up for her to have bought this car. All I've ever known my mom is to have like shitty used cars. Like she even had, she had like a 64 and a half Mustang. Uh, it was maroon. And it was four on the floor. Really, really cool car, but it was uglier than sin. She had a Valiant, like an old Valiant. Um, it was like black. It was basically like a hearse's younger cousin, right? It looked like a fucking murder mobile. Um, and then, yeah, she had like an old gray Honda Civic, which was a piece of shit. Uh, Yeah, just the the queen of having shitty vehicles. So, she actually bought a car, and it's really exciting. Um, But, shout out, Mom. She got 10 minutes off the lot and was on the interstate, got pulled over for speeding. (laughs) Uh, Golly. She was like, she got pulled over. She didn't get a ticket either. She got pulled over, and apparently, they were like, do you know you're going like 78 or something like that? And she goes... I just pulled this car off the lot. I don't even know where the gas gauge is. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. So, congratulations, mom. That's killer. Congratulations on your new, on your 2008 Honda Pilot. This car comes with leather interior seats, AM/FM radio, incline recline seats. Uh, fold-down back seats for all the cargo space you'd ever need, and four tires and a gas tank. Right, new car! Uh, dude, also, so, I mean, speaking of people who are old as shit, just kidding, Mom. Uh, but I was actually, I was taking a shit today, and you know how they have, like, the Apple newsletter? Uh... I was reading one, and it's called the AARP Murderer. And AARP, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's like people at retirement age who get benefits on stuff like cell phones and groceries. And, like, you know, it's AARP. It's like an old... It's benefits for making it that long. Good for you. But um, this fucking... There's This guy got caught for like two dozen murders. He was sneaking into old people's houses and strangling them. And then people just looked down at an old person dead in their bed and went, Oh, they're just old. They died. So he got away with it for a while until there was like a smudge of lipstick on this lady's pillow. And they're like, well, why is there lipstick on the pillow? They fucking tracked him, followed, he followed her home from the market, and then killed her and stole all of her shit, which I thought was just, like, incredibly evil, but pretty smart. I mean, he got away with 12 of them, right? Right? Because... I know that old people bruise pretty easily, so putting the pillow over the face—what a move! That's that's a veteran move right there. He just didn't realize that he finally did it. His last victim was a little floozy and had lipstick on, but any other woman, he killed women between the ages of seventy-four and ninety-two. Which, like, could you imagine killing a person that old on purpose? That would be so fucking sad. It's the same thing as killing a kid on purpose. They're just fucking super small and helpless. You know which one I do love hearing, though, is like uh, you see like the headline where it's like um, home invaders learn their lesson the hard way. And there's like a picture of a guy with like a giant gash on the side of his face. And they didn't realize that they broke into a guy who's like a fucking samurai's house and you started cutting them up, just dicing them. In the, like, I think the actual story goes is the guy actually shut the lights off in the house and then grabbed like a fucking katana and just started chopping the shit out of these dudes. One of the guys I'm pretty sure died. He chopped like from the middle of his skull on the right side above his ear. All the way down through his cheek and through his mouth. And it was just a flap of meat. Just disconnected. Think about how shocking that would be to feel. Just a razor sharp katana cutting through the side of your head. Dude. Jeez Louise. Man, that would hurt like crazy. That would just be so fucked. It's pretty wild, though. What's that uh, old man... Old man... Attacks... uh, Attacks... Burglars... Uh, elderly, elderly, veteran kills home intruder who attacked his wife after an armed man Ella grabbed a shotgun. That's not the one I'm talking about. Um, with sword attacks were with sword. That's what I want to see. Please. Student kills intruder with a sword. That's not what I'm talking Man who attacked intruder with Samus. Sam, yeah, there you go. There you go. A householder who faced a possible eight-year jail sentence for attacking an intruder with a samurai sword said today he just wanted to stop him from getting into his house. I hate. The fact that you have to register to read these fucking articles, dude. There was also a dude, uh, a serial murderer who only killed rapists. And that's the show uh, Dexter was, was built after. Dexter in real life. No, 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 no. That's not who I'm talking about. The Dexter killer. Up to a 100 people. So, here it is. The real-life Dexter serial killer murdered up to a 100 people. Many of them were criminals. Brazilian Pedro Rodriguez Fila racked up a large kill count, mainly targeting murderers and criminals. His victims included his own dad, cutting his heart out and taking a bite of it. Well, okay. So this is this is this is the story of a girl, um, the real life. So the show, the show Dexter was in so there's this show if you haven't seen it it's been out forever it's called that's dexter it's about a serial killer who kills criminals uh and that show was based off of this and i just found this out this guy named pedro rodriguez killed up to 100 people in brazil many of them criminals a real life dexter serial killer killed up to 100 people many of them criminals themselves in the hit tv show dexter morgan a forensic blood splatter analyst takes, takes matters into his own hands by killing known murderers and criminals. There are some similarities in the story Brazilian, of Brazilian murderer Pedro Rodriguez Filho, who has spent much of his life in jail in his native Brazil. His official kill count stands at 71, though the man himself claims the actual number is nearer to three figures. The 66-year-old was born with an injured skull because his dad savagely beat his mom while she was pregnant. Piece of shit. First felt the urge to kill when he was just 13. He nearly killed his cousin. Just a year later, he murdered for the first time. The serial killer murdered the vice mayor of Alfenas, a municipality in the state of Minas. Jarais, however you say that. Because he sacked his dad on absent, substantiated claims he was stealing food from the school kitchen. Before killing a secretary guard suspected of being an actual thief. That started a lifelong killing. He moved to Magi Des Cruz in Sao Paulo where he began robbing drug dens and killing drug traffickers when the women when the woman he was in love with Maria Aparecida Olympia was murdered by a rival gang leader Philo took it upon himself to exact revenge the killer nicknamed killer Petey, or i'm not gonna even give that one a shot went on a rampage torturing people to find out who had killed his lover. After discovering the culprit, Philo and some friends wanted a massacre at a wedding that killed seven and left 16 wounded. Jesus, this guy's a fucking animal. He was arrested for the first time May 24th, 1973 when he was still just 18 and spent most of his adult life behind bars where he claimed a lot of his victims. Philo reserved the most brutal murder for his own father. He executed executed him in a city prison with a machete, apparently cutting his heart out, chewed a piece of it, and spat it out. He was sentenced to 126 years in prison. However, Brazilian law prevents any criminal from serving more than 30 years inside. He was made a slight exception and was released in 2007 after a 34-year behind bars. So, in Brazil, you only, no matter what, do 30 years behind bars. The serial killer was recaptured in 2011 on a variety of charges, including rioting and deprivation of liberty. He was sentenced to a further eight years in jail before regaining his freedom again in 2018. Philo has since become something of a celebrity in Brazil and has a YouTube channel where he discusses his crimes. Fuck out of my face with that. Are you shitting me? Please, please open my internet. I'm going to look into that later. But I am way excited to hear a guy talk about how he murdered criminals. Because a murderer who kills exclusively criminals, that guy's not a criminal. He's just basically a housekeeper at that point. He's just cleaning the streets. What time are we at? Let's see where we're at let's see where we're at here got one or two more things oh 58 minutes perfect so uh the last thing i wanted to touch on was a little bit of hockey stuff and then these episodes aren't going to be so short me and joe's schedules just aren't doing great with each other right now and it's all good it's just life we just gotta keep going we just gotta keep grinding one of these days we'll get back together. Uh, he'll have a night off or I'll have a day off or whatever. But we'll be able to get, get together again. I know that my mom wants to come on the show and smoke a little dope and have an episode, so that's something we'll have to get done. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about was a little bit of hockey. Um, so Seattle Kraken's defense, Jamie Alexiak, got suspended for three games. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the first Kraken in history of Kraken hockey to get a a multi-game suspension. Uh, So shout out, Big Rig. We're all thinking of you. Thoughts and prayers go out to you, friend. Um, And then I saw a video on uh, hockey world today. There's a guy named Thomas Shabbat. He's a defenseman who plays for the Ottawa Senators. If you can find this video, just look up Thomas Shabbat hits his uh, hits his own guy, and he's sitting on the bench, and he's talking, and he pulls back, and he swings his stick on purpose, as if he's gonna like hit it against the boards, and he puts it directly into the mouth of his own teammate sitting next to him. It's one of the craziest videos I've ever seen. you got to look it up. Um, but, yeah, besides that, I mean, nothing really too crazy going on. The Kraken played a to floor tomorrow. I'd love to see him snap. We're on a three-game slide right now. There's nothing wrong with that. We've had a couple of slow games. It's okay. You trickle them out of the system. Did I think we were going to go to Washington after we beat them? Uh, a two-point comeback against Washington, beat him in overtime in Seattle. Do I think we're going to go there and beat him? Uh, no, and we didn't. We lost four to one. One of them was an empty netter. Grubauer played on his head apparently the entire game. I was out in the out in the zoo just getting soaked. Um, but uh, I think we we end the slide tomorrow by taking down the uh, the big cats down there in Florida, and then. Um, well, yeah, we continue our road road games, but pay attention. This this Kraken team's fun to watch. They're fucking killer right now. We got some really, really good lines. Ooh, and also I asked Ali for uh, hockey cards, like upper deck hockey cards to open for Christmas. Very excited about this opportunity. So um, that's all I got. I haven't even checked Let's Talk Tuesday. God damn it. Let's take a look here. Uh, Real quick, real quick. Just hop in that mailbox. Just see if we got any Let's Talk Tuesdays. (sighs) Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Open up. And. Okay. We got one. We got one. Here we go, zombie. Okay, that's a pretty that's a pretty standard issue one. You just thought of something off the top of your head. I appreciate it. This one is from the Washinator, Um, Clay and Joe. Would you rather have the world taken over by zombies or aliens? Please explain where, which ones and why. Thanks, the wash-inator. Um, Joe's not here, but I can tell you my answer right now is, without a doubt, zombies. Slow or fast zombies. I mean, if you, preferably you want slow ones. You want walking dead zombies. Uh, Because if they're 30 days later, zombies, or 28 days later, zombies, you're in trouble. Um, But it's never, that answer is never going to be aliens. Because if they got here, that just means they're so much smarter and so much more technologically advanced than us. Like, they didn't accidentally Christopher, Christopher Columbus to Earth. Like, they targeted us, found us, got to us. And I would assume it would be a relatively quick execution of the human race. It would be a it would be a pretty swift. Like I think Independence Day doesn't even give it justice to how quickly uh, aliens would mop us. If they got here, it would be like it would basically it would be like fumigating the crawl space of your house, right? They would just be like, oh, look at Earth. This place is pretty dope. Look at all this water and all this shit. There's a bunch of people, right? we got to get rid of them before. Well, do we have to get rid of them? Yeah, look at what they've done to this place. they fucked it all up. So this is going to take a long time to fix. we got to get rid of all of them. That's that. But if it's, if it's walking dead zombies, that's ideal. Obviously, that's ideal. Uh, But then, yeah, speed zombies. Speed zombies from 28 Days Later. That's obviously less than ideal. Because I feel like no matter where you go, even if you try and go to the woods, somehow there's always, like, a fleet of speed zombies that just tear through a forest at some point or another. Right? Right? But you can't stay in the city. You cannot stay in the city for either zombie uh, apocalypse. you got to get out of the city for both of them. But, like, I feel like if there was a horde of slow-moving zombies coming towards you in the forest, you know, unless it was, like, a forest fire that wraps around you, you should be able to get away from them. But, like it would be an alarming ransack if the speed zombies just like could you imagine you're like living in the forest with your family you're hunkered down it's been a zombie apocalypse you've probably had two years of good luck of just being in the woods and hunting and living like a boss and all of a sudden you just kind of hear like this and you're like what is that fucking noise And then all of a sudden you hear like kind of that mixed with like the, and you're like, oh my God. And then you realize the ground's kind of shaking and you look and there's 150 high speed zombies just sprinting through the forest. Oh, fuck off. You're so fucked. But I take that over aliens. At least you kind of have a chance with the zombies in both situations. Aliens come, it's over. So, um, either way, I had a great time. Fun episode tonight. Fuck the McAllisters. Other than that, hope you guys have a great week. Love you guys.